0: Are back with another episode of You Wouldn't Get It. I got my coffee. I'm locked and loaded. Christian's here. He's probably got some horrible takes, but we're off. We're off to the races, folks. What episode we got here, Christian? This eight, nineteen?
1: Eighteen. Eighteen. Wow. Big episode. Time
0: time flies, huh? What are you? Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. We've got a great episode today. I'll let Christian get into uh, what we're talking about, and hopefully we uh, help some of you
1: folks out there with (laughs) this. Yeah, we're uh, we're always trying to help the people. So on this week of You Wouldn't Get It, we've had a couple episodes themed like this, taking it back to like the, am I the asshole or the hypothetical questions. This time around, we're going to be looking at some relationship issues that have been posted out onto the internet, and we will be giving our takes on them and hopefully solving some of these relationship issues, but probably not, but we will see. So we have six different scenarios that we will be reading through. They're all pretty absurd, all pretty crazy, and uh, like I said, we hope to offer some good advice up. So Eason, you wanna read through the first one? You want me to read through it? How do we wanna do this? How do we wanna divvy it up? You know what Christian? you take it away this first one well wow. uh we can we can bounce back and forth here and alternate all right, very flattering so let's see what we got here. first one that I will do today okay, we'll start it off light-ish so this first scenario my boyfriend gave away my Hamilton tickets. And am I being selfish for just wanting to break up over this? Okay, so out of the gate there, a lot of drama going to ensue. So this is a 29-year-old female and a 32-year-old male. Backstory. My mom is genuinely one of the funniest, kindest, sweetest people I've ever met. And I'm genuinely lucky to have been her daughter. She had me fairly young, raised me by herself, and while we were pretty poor growing up, she did her damnedest to make sure that I got a good education and had everything I needed as a kid. One of the things we share is a love of the theater. She would save up and take me to all the musicals that stopped on on tour in our town, and while we were always in the cheap seats, it was always something we both greatly looked forward to. These memories of going in the theater with my mom are very precious to me and is one of the main factors in why I work in the entertainment industry today. Fast forward to today, like most theater nerds, my mom and I are basically obsessed with Hamilton. And for those of you who aren't really familiar with it, this show is basically impossible to get tickets for at this point, unless you want to see it in January of next year. I'm lucky enough to be in a financial position with my job that I can afford tickets for a show in July for me and my mom. These are amazing seats, fifth row center, and through some type of divine intervention, I managed to snag tickets for the night that Lynn manuel Miranda, what well, it was his final performance. I surprised my mom with these tickets back in December for Christmas. I'm making a whole week of it, I put us up in a really nice hotel, I made reservations at a bunch of restaurants that we both want to try, and we're going to do a bunch of touristy shit in general. We are both incredibly excited for this, and my mom even has a little Hamilton countdown that she's doing on a mini chalkboard she uses as a planner. She sends me pics every day when she changes, and it's cute. In January, I began dating this guy that I'll refer to as Josh. We were casual, not exclusive for a while, but became serious within the last two months. Josh has a younger sister that I'll call Jennifer that's kind of going through a big trouble teen phase. She cuts class, smokes, disrespectful, all that, yada yada, the teen stuff. Sunday night, I was at the place with Josh. We're drinking wine, cuddling while watching the Tonys, which is the theater's award show. My mom was texting me during the Hamilton performance and geeked out about how excited she was. I laughed and showed my mom's text to Josh because I thought it was so adorable, and he didn't say anything off, but he was acting kind of strange after. He asked me what date the show was that we were going, and I told him, and then he went into the other room to take a phone call. I thought nothing of it because we have to take random phone calls like that for our job all the time and he's going through kind of tough time at work, but he was in an unusually good mood afterwards and said he had to go home early because he had to sign some forms at the office early tomorrow before we met up for brunch with his parents later that day. Again, nothing too unusual, pretty uncommon for the both of us. So. He picks me up at work for the brunch with his parents. And again, he's in in an unusually good mood. I ask what's up. He says vaguely that things are going well at the office and the deal he's trying to make is finally going through. I don't really press for info because we both try to avoid work topics. Um, And this is only my second time meeting his parents so i'm still a little bit nervous about brunch we get to the brunch place and the first thing his mom does when she sees me is give me a huge warm hug and profoundly thanks me for my kindness her dad also gives me a huge handshake thanks me for helping out and thanks me for helping out with jen i'm kind of confused because i have no clue what they're talking about i ask what she means and she says for giving her the hamilton tickets I turn around to Josh, and he just has this big grin on his face. (laughs) Um, Wow. That time my boyfriend was talking on the phone for business. He was actually on the phone with Jen, promising that I would give her my Hamilton tickets. I was so thrown off by this that I say how I had no clue about it. Josh looks pissed. His parents are equally thrown off. But instead of getting mad at Josh, his mom just says, well, you can still give them to me, though, right? Um, or give them to Jennifer though and they all look at me like I'm supposed to just agree with this And I try to explain that the trip is actually for me and my mom and how important this is to my mom All three of them are start going on about how Jen is super excited about this And that this is the first time that she's not been mad or expressed happiness to them in a while That's how the next half hour goes basically until the parents leave and the dad calls me selfish I'm so flabbergasted that I just sort of put with it and could barely Uh, Put in a word. Mm. So long story short, my boyfriend offered slash gave my Hamilton tickets to his troubled sister without my knowledge. And now he and his parents are massively pissed at me because I won't give them to her. Should I just cut my losses and end the relationship? Easton, what are your thoughts?
0: Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) Um,
1: That was a
0: roller coaster. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm kind of siding with her here. I, I don't like that he sort of yeah. just left her, you know, mm-hmm. in the dark on all this. He didn't tell her about any of this, that his plan was to do this. This would usually be something where you have a healthy discussion over, like, hey, I want to go to the—I think it'd be—you gave them to my troubled sister, whatever— And still, then you can have a conversation about it and she would be able to express like, you know, I get where you're coming from and we should try to maybe get her tickets. But listen, you know, my mom and I have been been looking forward to this. We're both theater heads. We want to see Hamilton like it's important to us as well. We can't make this compromise. So, yeah, I mean, I side with her. Yeah, it's not something you just pull, you know, no pull out of your ass there you gotta you gotta talk about these things, so to answer her question, I mean <laughs> oh, it's gosh. hard i I mean I would think about it I would say well, you know that's that's a big issue to me if you can't just be honest about it and have these conversations <laughs> so so my relationship advice would be to express to him that you're very unhappy with how he handled that, see what he says in return.
1: Maybe you have to cut your losses. Yeah, okay.
0: I'm just going to say
1: it. I I think, and I agree with you, I think this is a pretty easy one when it comes down to it because the fact that he just went behind her back blatantly without acknowledging anything to her, that seems like a very large red flag. And while he may have thought it was out of the kindness of his heart or her heart, this just seems like a pretty crazy situation to be in because, like you said, if you just communicate the, about the whole thing maybe it goes differently but yeah i'd say big red flag here i think i think jen may have to possibly just cut her losses with this because obviously this guy is not mature enough to have an actual either conversation about it or just understand that these tickets aren't his or his family's therefore um for his girlfriend and for her mom so yeah i'm going to have to yeah agree hey, with you and for-
0: listen i mean we're talking about Hamilton just we're talking I, about I, Hamilton it's, it is a great show i have to say i've i've I have not seen it live i've only seen the you know the filmed version of it and i'm not a big play guy i i don't usually find them interesting you know you can talk about the biggest classics on broadway usually i could really care less but <laughs> i genuinely enjoyed hamilton i and i get all the hype
1: behind it so yeah i would probably be pretty mad too Okay. And uh, with that, Easton, appreciate that advice. And unfortunately, I have not been able to see Hamilton yet. So maybe I have to check that out. But go ahead and read your next one.
0: Hmm. You're pursuing a career in acting and you haven't seen Hamilton.
1: Yet. I, I know. I know. It, it, maybe You're it's something that I truly got. I am a fraud. I am a fraud. All I'll right. say it. I'm the first to say it. Whatever. All right. <laughs> I'll
0: read over this next one here. I'm not going to get as into it as Christian was, because I don't like reading, but me, a 34-year-old female, this is who is asking here, Um, with her boyfriend, who is 41, so, you know, a little bit older, grown-up people we're yeah. talking about here, so her boyfriend got mad at her because she took her cat, cat is 16 months, if you care, um, Six, yeah, I think 16 years old, actually,
1: yeah, 16, 16 m I mm. think uh well okay I think that just no, means it's male. 16th, the cat's a male. Ah, <laughs> uh, <that>, yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Not that that Damn. matters at all. Okay. But. Sure. So,
0: um took him to the park for the cat's birthday. And then she says, "Am I really a crazy cat lady?" That's the title there. So, okay. she says, "I've had my cat since he was 6 months old. For his 16th, I loaded him into the car, which he doesn't mind at all." And I took him to a park by the lake. He spent a couple hours watching the ducks and warming his old bones in the sun. My boyfriend was indignant. How the cat doesn't even know it's his birthday, what a waste of time. Who does that? Etc. Etc. No, she says, he doesn't know his birthday, but he knows he's doing something he enjoys. He knows he feels better than he had been. He knows those things. Now it's three months later and my boyfriend is still on about the cat birthday outings. I don't get it. He helped care for him when he was injured and did probably more than I did because I worked 10-hour shifts, so I guess staying home to care for an injured cat isn't a crazy cat person, but taking a cat to a park is. I mean, there's whole parks devoted to dogs where dogs can go see their friends, so what's so weird about taking a cat out on an afternoon? He's really starting to make me feel like shit about it. What do I do? Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Just a a weird scenario. Go ahead. Let's hear what you have to say. I'll I'll
1: respect your time. All right, so... The first thing that stuck out to me, the fact that the cat is 16, the cat's lived a long life. I feel like the cat deserves these things. It's getting towards the end of its life. You know, it needs to be treated a little bit to the uh, the finer things in life. Uh, and that's the first thing that stuck out to me. And then coming back later on with the fact that the, um, I don't know if it's boyfriend, husband, was watching over the cat while it was injured. Um It just makes it seem like this cat has meant a lot to this relationship, so I don't know why he's getting all pissy about this now, and as a self-proclaimed cat guy, I'm going to have to side with the fact that I don't think she's being crazy at all. She's just trying to give this old pet some time at the end of its life to enjoy the finer things in life, whether it just be taking it out to the park. I'm with, I'm siding with her on this.
0: Yeah, I mean and I'm gonna agree with you. It, you know, I don't get why this boyfriend is being like this. To to go to the title of our show, I don't think he gets it. I don't think he no. gets it at all. You know, again, why is it a bad thing that she's taking the cat to the park for its birthday? Regardless of if you think that's crazy, the cat doesn't know its birthday, whatever. It's it's for her to feel good, right? And I don't see why it would even be a problem if it wasn't the cat's birthday. Like, Hey, I took the cat to the park, let him play around today, whatever. What's wrong with that? I don't understand. And and she's right. You know, there's parks dedicated just to dogs. They're, They're called dog parks. They go play with other dogs. I personally am more of a dog person, but I like cats as well. So yeah, what, why not let the cat enjoy the freedoms of life? Let it run around, get some fresh air. As she said, quote unquote, warm his old bones up. I mean, warm him up. It, yeah, this guy's got a serious problem and he he's really kind of irritating me the fact that this this mm-hmm. pisses him off. She says, you know, going on 3 months now this guy's been rambling about this cat situation. <laughs> let the let the damn cat enjoy its birthday. Let her <laughs> enjoy the cat's birthday as well. It's I feel like that's a pretty common thing like yeah, the pet probably doesn't know it's its birthday, but You know, you still get it a treat or maybe, you know, take it on a nice long walk through the park, dog or cat, doesn't matter. I might even give my fish a little birthday present if I had it. But (laughs) why not? But Listen, this guy's just got to screw his head on straight. He's being a, a grade A asshole about this. And, you know, there's nothing wrong. It's the cat's birthday and she wants to show it some love.
1: I'd like to point out that you said the cat probably doesn't know that it's his birthday. I'm going to aim more towards the side of it. the cat doesn't know it's his birthday. Yeah, but hey. but you, you don't know that. You're, you're just guessing. <laughs> cat yeah, might know, know it's his birthday. <laughs> That's true. Um, all right. So I think, yeah, we're on a pretty clear consensus there that the guy needs to chill out here let the cat live its life a little bit. Um, yeah. Moving on to the third out of our six different posts. And this one is going to hit home for me a little bit, solely based on what it is about. Not that, okay, so the title is, My Ex-Girlfriend Keeps Spoiling Game of Thrones for Me. Now, I never watched Game of Thrones, but the whole spoiling things aspect of it, that's going to get me heated. So let's read on. My ex... We'll call her Danny, and I worked together for nearly a year. We broke up a couple months ago due to distance and just not being right for each other. The majority of our relationship was long distance while I worked abroad, and communication was always hard. Okay. I had a lot of jealousy issues due to Danny having a lot of male friends, and she'd slept with a lot of guys. I let this get the better of me, and I cheated on her with my ex and other girls. She found out shortly after we broke up and understandably hates me. We had a massive argument after the breakup where I said some nasty things that I regret and now she doesn't talk to me or want anything to do with me. When we are together or when we were together, Danny introduced me to Game of Thrones and I got addicted to it. Unfortunately, while abroad, I wasn't able to watch it live and usually it would take a while to find a good stream if at all. The internet out there was bad. Danny blocked me on every form of communication when we broke up. But on the Monday after season six premiered, she unblocked me and I saw I had messages from her. I was excited because I thought maybe she forgave me and we could move on. But it was literally just every spoiler from the first episode. (laughs) Since then, she spoils the show for me every week. I tried to ask her to stop, but she blocks me immediately after she sends the message. I blocked her on WhatsApp, but she did it via Facebook. Then the next week, it was text. She even borrowed one of our four mutual friends' phones to do it, and I wow. fell for that. Our mutual friends are all closer to her and apparently hate me now because of what she's told them about me. I can't watch it before she ruins it um, became, because I have to wait till my girlfriend, my ex-ex, is home from work to watch with her. I know I didn't treat her very well, but I just want to watch my favorite show again. <laughs> Is there anything I can get Danny to stop or make peace so she ro- won't ruin the show anymore? <laughs> wow, <All> that. Right. <laughs> that was
0: something. So so there there's two things we need to address here, Christian. Yeah. So I'm gonna need you yeah. to focus, all right? I'm first focusing of all, on... the situation as a whole. You know, we need to comment on that. And yes. second of all, this poor fellow is asking for some advice on how to handle this so yes i mean, let me dig into this a little here first of all this danny girl is a savage i mean, <laughs> she's a savage wow, wow. that Crops. is that is that is plotted out you know just evil genius revenge yes. tactics there Crops. and i mean you know he did he cheated on her and you know, they did end up breaking up and she found out after that, but it's still messed up, you know, still reasonably gonna be mad and I understand that. So yeah, maybe you do need to get back at him a little bit. And I also have not watched Game of Thrones and I have not watched it for the reason being that I know it is going to take over my life for a specific period of time. I am a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I love that that style of cinema i guess you could call it and i know that there's you know they're long episodes there's a lot of seasons and it is just going to eat my life away so i haven't started it yet but trust me i will get to it and i know the addiction you know people that watch this show they are hooked there's no getting away from it you are going to crush these episodes so given that i mean i get his frustrations and that is why this is so wicked by daniel (laughs) I mean, she's attacking him where it hurts the most and she's doing it deliberately week after week. I hate to say this, but I've got to give her some credit for this because to think of this and to really just, you know, attack it every single week. Uh, just wow. Wow. And so, yeah, that that's to comment on the situation. To give this guy some advice, man, I would just I'm putting the phone away for when this episode <laughs> yeah. comes out I'm putting the phone away I'm locking my screen so that when I turn it on I don't see what the notification says and if I have a message from anyone and anyone I'm not opening it until I watch the show because you know she's you know she's she's out what there. did she say she said she messaged she did whatsapp she messaged on a friend's phone like she's coming for your neck so you gotta be you gotta be on your toes you gotta put that phone away. Until you watch the episode, then you can open it, and hey, look, maybe you can get back at her a little bit too if you're if this is really eating away at you, maybe you watch the episode and you you give her a little reply and say, "Hey, I watched the episode, and I put my phone away, so this text didn't do anything for me." <laughs>
1: oh man this situation Uh, there were a couple parts in here first of all the the initial part where he saw the first message from her and just got all pumped up about it thinking they're about to get back together or something only to find out that she is just completely spoiling game of thrones that is a hilarious picture in my head and then second of all when he fell for the fact that she went through a mutual friend to to just get at him again um this is it is Purely genius on her end, um, and and I think that it is completely justified by her and the fact that he cheated on her, and there's just the fact that she she knew she knew where to hit him and where it would hurt the most, like you said, and she's attacking it week after week. It, it really is just genius out of her end, and like you said, you you nailed it, um, you nailed it on the head. If he doesn't want to get it spoiled, he's gotta just throw, put the phone away. He's gotta just put the phone away and he's gotta put the phone away until the episode comes mm-hmm. out. So wow, yeah. this was uh this was a world a whirlwind of a story. Um this one this one I got a lot of enjoyment out. But overall, yeah, you nailed it on the head with your take. So good for you, man. Good for you. As as always. As always. Yeah. Eh, yeah, we'll see. All then. right. We kind of, and we
0: have a little bit of a similar one coming up here. Okay. Not not in terms of, you know, the whole uh, dynamic between the ex ruining things for the, I guess, previous boyfriend. Now this one, I'll just get into it here. So a 34-year-old male is the one speaking here. He said, I found a notebook my wife has written a whole novel detailing made-up scenarios in which she gets revenge on female friends varying ages of mine. He oh. says, I started looking through some boxes and I found this notebook buried under a bunch of old sweaters. I'd never seen it before and it was really odd to find it here because, like I said, she keeps her notebooks in her study. I was curious so I started reading. The novel, the novel starts out with her finding a wishing stone which she grants her any one wish. She makes a very specific and detailed wish to become High Queen of the entire world with everyone reporting to her, while still allowing every nation to have their own governments. But she can tweak their laws as she wishes. She ends up living in a grand palace and meets with delegates from every country to discuss the world events and to yea or nay certain rules and policies. I was enjoying the story thus far.
1: Okay, yeah. sounds like a good sounds story. Sounds like
0: kind of a good story, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Then she meets with the head of her squad, a squad trained a, a squad of trained assassins and kidnappers. Oh, jeez. She commands her squad to kidnap women who have been in my life romantically and platonically. She kills off my exes after pages of psychological and physical (laughs) tortures. She ruins the careers of platonic friends and makes their families shun them and drives some of them to commit suicide. The only people she doesn't target are the ones who she deems to have been respectful of our relationship, which according to her in the book means dressing appropriately around me liking Facebook pictures that have both of oh, us in it gosh. and keeping discussions of their personal lives to a minimum. I mean, just, oh. yeah, you, you start there. You start.
1: Um, so the, I gotta get first my thing- thoughts together. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Very first thing that popped into my mind is this is basically a grown up Regina George from mean girls. That's, that's what I'm seeing here. Um, it started off so innocently, it had me in the first half not gonna lie. I didn't know I didn't know what was gonna make this story t- take such a dark turn. Uh, well, it did um, Wow, so yeah. I assume he's kind of just asking what he should do about this. I would say <laughs> it should probably probably bring this up to her probably talk to her about it because this sounds like some dark demented shit this sounds like things you don't want to be dealing with in a relationship now everyone has their little outlets that's on another keep in
0: mind too this is this is a wife right this isn't just a girlfriend this is a wife This
1: this is a wife so this there's no telling how long this has been going on what other kinds of things have been going on behind the scenes. Maybe she's trying to sabotage things behind the scenes. Um, this just has the makings for some kind of, have you ever seen the movie Gone Girl? Because I'm also yeah. getting vibes at that. Um, yeah. I'm just getting a whole lot of really creepy vibes from this wife. And yeah, I think at the bare minimum, he has to at least bring this up to her and see what she has to say when pressed about the issue. Yeah. I mean, you know what I honestly think about
0: when I was reading through this story is those trailers, those movie trailers, where it's like it starts out as like a a Christmas movie or something like that. Just innocent, peaceful, and then just about, you know, 30, 40 seconds in, bang. It just gets dark. It's a horror film. There's demons. People are dying, getting possessed, ripped in half, you (laughs) name it. All this crazy madness that's what this reminds me of it. I mean, it literally starts out as like a children's book almost like like a a ten year old writing something to turn into her school about some fantasy story, but then she gets into you know physical and psychological tortures of these previous exes making making their families like depressed and suicidal like i don't know man I might <laughs> You know what? My advice is to get the hell out of there cuz she's crazy. I mean, I'll just be completely honest. If you're writing this up, she not only wrote this up and it's not like she, you know, left it out for him to see as like, "Oh, haha, this is a joke." She was yeah. hiding this. This is in That's her true. head. She, That's true. <laughs> she didn't want him to see this. So she's got some wicked thoughts that you don't even know about, man. I mean, it can- I would say get out of there, but th- then you face a whole nother thing. Cause then maybe you end up on in that book oh, and, God. and if she goes crazy, you might be on the hit list there. So, <laughs> I mean, I, if I were you, man, file divorce, get a, get a restraining order, bring up the book. I, I think the judge is going to understand, <laughs> you know, she might, she may need to be checked into an Institute. I'll be honest. Like that is dark and demented. And again, this wasn't something that she meant for him to see. She was she had this in her deepest darkest secrets and boy oh boy were there some uh some nasty <laughs> nasty thoughts in there.
1: Yeah, it it really is a double-edged sword cuz you you try to leave, there's no telling what she do, does to you. You you try to stay well, wow, I, I can imagine this kind of situation only gets worse. So yeah, you're going, you're going for it all right now. You're saying yep. just get up, leave, yep. maybe even behind the scenes in the night when she won't worry Cut about cord. her, think about it, get out of there. And honestly, that may that may just be the smartest thing to do here. That may get just out, be because no get one knows, out of there and no get one knows what's
0: involved. In. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> listen, I listen.
0: I have never, never seen one of these situations taking a turn for the positive it's only gonna get worse man eventually that story is gonna get a little bit thicker she's gonna add some pages to it and uh-huh. the more and more she gets those just twisted thoughts of hers rolling yeah the, the more likely it is that your name's gonna get thrown in there buddy so yeah or
1: some get of out now friends just start disappearing and mysteriously no one knows why it's just a bad situation um, all right. Let's move on to the fifth of six here. Okay. Another, seems like we got a little bit of a theme here. Another pet related one. Pets can be, I guess, contentious in these relationships. So my girlfriend, who is 24, wanted another pet. And I, 27, said no. Hmm. Okay. My girlfriend loves animals. She is a legal secretary at a job and also works as a a small animal specialist on the side. She's worked as a small animal specialist for four years and after getting her real job, decided to keep her other job for fun. At home, we have two dogs and two cats, all her pets. Her jobs are highly demanding and when she isn't working, she's in a den organizing huge dog adoption events. Every four or five months, she manages to bring about 60 dogs up from high-kill shelters around the U.S. and finds every dog at home. And I think that's a cool thing she does, but she literally stays up until 3 a.m. planning flights and managing people to get dogs securely to the holding center, etc. And then wakes up at 6 a.m. and goes to work until 5 p.m. and then goes to her other job until 10 p.m. and comes home and repeats the process. She, she's grinding. She's out here grinding yeah. right now. Oh, on her days off, she is talking. She is taking her dogs to the park or going on hikes. She lavishes her pets with new beds and the best food, and when she is working, she has the dogs go to the daycare. As you can see, her days are filled with animals, and I feel like I'm not even part of this relationship. When she isn't with animals, she's reading or doing her own thing. We've been out to dinner together maybe twice in the past month. She isn't distant or rude. She's always letting me in on what she's doing and asks if I want to help or asks if I want to go to the park with her or on a hike, but I don't want to because it's always about the animals and not me. Anyways, last night before we went to bed, she said she was thinking about getting a tree frog to put in the den because she really likes the calming presence they give off. I just think that this is the straw that broke the camel's back because I told her that's insane. I told her I'm tired of all the animal stuff she's involved in. I told her she needs to grow up and I told her absolutely no to the tree frog idea. At first she was quiet, but then she said something about how animals are her passion and what she does isn't stupid and she'll never get tired of animals and that I have my own hobbies too that she doesn't think are stupid and childish. She then said that tree frogs and close to, are close to nothing maintenance-wise, and they're just pretty. Then she started getting upset and cried and left the room, and then I woke up. I found her asleep on the living room floor with the dogs. <laughs> it's not like we're being overrun with animals, but the amount of them in my life is aggravating. She even brings random lizards home and nurses them back to health. Isn't all, the, all of this a little insane? She always loved animals, but now that she makes a substantial amount of money, she does more than ever. I don't get it. Now she wants another animal to fawn over and spend hundreds of dollars on each week? No. I guess I'm just venting for the most part. I feel bad for the way, I feel bad for the way she feels, but I still think the time she invests in animals is crazy since she's in a relationship with me. So. Well, another another one that is uh, a lot of twists and turns here. Yeah, Uh, I'm assuming. Yeah, he just wants some advice on how he should handle this whole animal situation.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, you know, good for her for her involvement and you know trying to help these these animals out. But to his point, I understand this. I mean, I get how that's frustrating. I too like animals, but there is a line, right? You don't want you don't want your house to be a zoo, um, just crawling with all different kinds of critters. So I get what he's saying. Like, that you got to call it at some point. And, you know, the fact that she's working until 3 a.m. and waking up at 6 sounds like, you know, maybe she's not giving him as much attention as he deserves because she's so uh-huh. focused on the animals, which, again, is a great thing. But you got to make some personal time. Another thing and this might just be me, but I'm really worried about the amount of sleep she's getting. It's not healthy to sleep that much. Mm, it can have physical and psychological effects if you're not getting the amount of sleep that you should be. And so it might be, you know, driving her a little insane. So I think the best way to go about this is, again, you got to have another conversation, bring these things up, see what she has to say, say. And if she's bent over backwards on continuing, you know, all this animal business for literally 21 hours of the day, you might say, "Hey, look, you know, I like you as a person, but this this is a little too crazy for me." And if it's going to continue, I don't, you know, I don't know if this is going to work out.
1: This uh, this is a situation where I I don't know if anyone's at fault. I, I really don't know if anyone's at fault because, like you said. She seems to be doing a very good thing here and she's very passionate about it and she's just getting so mixed up in this that maybe it's starting to consume her a little bit more than she realizes. And on the other hand, you just have a guy who's in his relationship, probably loves his girlfriend, who just wants some affection and some attention from her. So mm-hmm. no one's in the fault here. I will say that I, I, I do agree with him on the fact that I'm not someone who wants to be living in a house with just an absurd amount of animals. And you said it like you gotta—you don't want your house to be a zoo. Yeah, you can have you can have some a couple animals here or there just to keep you company, have some pets. Um, but once you just have these things running around freely uh, with no regard for human life that's when I think there's a line and it seems like he's kind of, they've kind of hit this line. They've got four big dogs. That's a lot of animals. That's a lot of dog to take care of. So yeah, I, I think he's just, it's, yeah. it's got to come down to communication here. It's really it's just like, going to come down to sitting down and having a good talk. That's what it's about.
0: It's a hard situation. I agree. And it's, you know, again, is there a right or wrong answer? I don't know, but I get I get both sides there, so that's a tough one. But we move on, right? We move on to the final, our final, final scenario one. of the day. Yep. Alrighty. This says, Am I being an irrational, crazy girlfriend because my boyfriend won't take any pictures for me? Or should I call him out on his behavior? So, you know, I chose this one because I think it's a very relatable one. The whole picture dilemma it's it's i think a common theme in a lot of relationships now yeah. personally actually you know what i'm gonna read his story then i'll get into my take on it so okay. she says right now he's on vacation with his family in ireland i if there was anywhere i could go it, ireland would be it so i was super excited that he was getting to go because if i can't go him going is the next best, best thing it's very sweet of her. Uh the first thing I asked him to do is to take my little pony rarity with him so he could take pictures of it in different places. It sounds dumb, but I thought it would be super awesome to have pictures of my pony in another country if I couldn't go. He was dead set against it um and thought because or because he thought it was embarrassing, but I talked to him, I talked him into it before he left because I told him it would be like me going Even if I couldn't be there. The day before he left, his mom saw it and chuckled at it, so he broke down and just didn't want to take it. So I told him not to worry about it and just take lots of pictures for me. I was a bit bummed, but I didn't want to feel
1: uncomfortable about it. Hmm. So wait. My little pony rare like my little pony like the the toys. Yeah, so let me let me break this down for you, Christian. Okay. She is asking
0: him to take this little toy figurine and take pictures of it in Ireland, in these certain places, just so she has the pictures. But then she can kind of say it would be like me getting or me getting to be there. Right? Yes. So then he kind of freaks out about it when his mom laughs at it because he thought it was dumb in the first place. So then Mm. she just kindly asks him, okay, well, will you take some pictures for me? And he obviously didn't do that. So, Contrary to what I thought based on reading the headline, this isn't about them taking pictures together. She actually just wanted him to take pictures of Ireland mm. in general for her so that she could see it. I listen, I think that's a very reasonable request. What
1: about you? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it seems like it's a pretty easy thing to do, especially for someone you're in a relationship with.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not, you know. She's not asking a lot. You're already, you should already probably take pictures. You know, you're going on vacation to a cool destination. It's got a lot of sights to see. You want to remember it. You know, take some pictures. She's not asking a lot there. It takes, you know, two seconds each time. Snap a few pics of some castles, maybe some legendary golf courses, some Irish pubs. Just give her some pictures to look at, man. It's not, she's not asking a lot. I don't understand what his deal is in this situation, so
1: I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it, it it's just sounds like him being immature. It's really what it is here. Um it, it'd be really, really easy thing for him to do. I don't know why he cares so much about this little my pony thing. Um just take it and take some pictures with it. No one no one cares, man. No one's gonna judge. Um, even if they do, who cares? Take some pictures for her. That's really what it comes down to. Um, and that's the bottom line. That's mm-hmm. uh that's my take on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And with that. Hey, and listen, this might just be my uh again, to all the listeners, I did get my, my Wednesday coffee, of course. Yeah, it's running, the juices are flowing. I think there's something deeper to these stories here, Christian. Now hear me out on this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think that these are all connected in some way. I think this might be a story, okay? A story of two people, right? So there might be a little holes in this because, again, this is my first time reading all these. But listen. Okay, I'm listening. Listen up. So the first story we read over the Hamilton tickets, right? You got the, the female being upset with the boyfriend about the Hamilton tickets. So. That happens. I think they actually break up, right? Okay. So I think they it? break up. He, Yeah. Or she gets very upset, breaks up with him. But I think that there was more to it. I think he gave away the Hamilton tickets. And I think they were in a long-distance relationship beforehand. And he started cheating on her, which was another big reason why he was not so committed to this relationship And now he is asking for advice because she keeps spoiling the Game of Thrones episodes for him. So they cut it off, right? They cut it off. And then this girl goes on, moves on, finds a new boyfriend. She gets really upset when uh, she wants to take her cat to the park for his birthday. The, The boyfriend is not having it. And not only that, but this... Invigorates a fire in her, and she develops a deep, deep love for animals based on his hatred for all of this. Right? So she's got this deep love. Now we switch back to this boyfriend. He doesn't know what to do about this. She wants to buy tree frogs, she wants to buy everything. Ah. She's working 21 hours a day. So he says, You know what? I need to get away. I'm going to Ireland. Doesn't take the pictures in Ireland. This is all one big mess of, of three people involved. Boom. It wow. blows up. It's a giant breakup story.
1: Easton, you know, and I have actually said this a couple times throughout the this, this podcast. You said some things that are really eye-opening. Some things that maybe change the way I see things, my perspective on things. Yeah. Wait, one sec. Let me cut you off quick. I forgot yeah.
0: one thing. They persevere, right? They persevere through all of these hardships, and they get married. But there's, there's just the boil going on in that girl's blood that she is mad at this guy, and he is a little bit mad at her. And she starts developing some bad psychological habits because of her lack of sleep, and then she starts writing novels. So she writes these novels about killing his exes
1: off as a it therapeutic thing circle. okay yeah no this uh you've said some crazy things but really what it comes down to is this was a stroke of genius this is one of your moments of pure genius and now now i'm looking at all these in a completely different light and you just found a way to bring together a, a bunch of unrelated stories and now now they may just be related now they may actually have some, uh, some backing to this. Easton, Good for you man. Good for listen, you. Listen. This Just is good for you. <laughs> this is all one article.
0: Now we didn't there were nine scenarios. We only went through six of them. Correct. But all I'm saying is, you know, it doesn't say in here the different authors, different names of these people. No. I'm telling you, I think this is an interactive blog post between a woman who went through an early breakup based on some hardships, ended up with a new guy. Her obsession for animals caused some hardships in the relationship. They only grew further apart, but kind of pushed it out because they were both later in life, you know, 37, 40 years old, ends up ringing it up. And now, you know, he might be in a world of trouble. All of this buildup and it all led to these crazy stories where she's talking about killing his exes off and driving their families insane. And it all makes sense. It all makes sense. All of the the three hours of sleep nights, the the different little ticks here and there that really got her, and then <laughs> the, now he's the all worried about it. He's all the paranoid. way down. The, yeah. All mm-hmm. the way down to the pony. And why a pony? Because she loves animals. She loves animals. You ever I mean, think
1: about writing a novel,
0: Easton? Wow. You ever think about that? Cuz maybe I you mean, should. The, the fact that I put this all together, I mean, bars, listen. Go ahead, man, give me
1: give me the Easton rating of the day. That's I'm glad that's where your head's at cuz that's exactly where I was going to go. First ever Eastern rating, and I will say it's not fair at all that you have now just said the most influential thing you'll ever say, and now you're asking for an Eastern rating. That's not fair. But just to stroke your ego a little bit, I'll go ahead and... I think this is a pretty easy nine point three because you just said probably the most profound thing that has been said on this podcast, and that deserves a high rating. It's just Listen, what it comes down to. And, and I and thought I'll, it would hurt me to say that more than it does. Actually, I feel good about giving you that. Well, I think you feel good because it, I think that's lower.
0: That I, I believe it should have been a nine six plus. That's all right. I'll take the nine three. Um, you know, you you were good today. I agreed with all your takes. Uh, you know, good for you on the rating there. I'll go ahead and give you a nine-one today. It, you know, it was an all-around good that's episode. That's a big bounce back. That's a, big a lot bounce. of agreements. A big bounce back from your just poor, don't, poor performance the week before. Yeah, we don't have. To I'm do not No, nope, I'm anymore. not going to yeah. talk about the chicken. I, I, we won't go there. But hey, listen. I mean, I don't know if there's a comment section on this article, but. I might be going deep into this after this because snooping. I'm, yeah, I'm picking up on some things that I think, you know, I think the general public's missing here. That coffee, man. It, it does amazing things to you. It does. It's incredible, isn't it? I go from being just <laughs> really stupider than stupid. And now
1: I'm <laughs> taking like Einstein inside. And with that. It's going to bring us to the end of another episode of You Wouldn't Get It, episode 18. Guys, it's been, a, it's been a very exciting year. A lot has gone on in this year regarding the podcast. And next week, I believe we'll be doing sort of best of episode just to round out the year and stop. So we look forward to getting that out. But guys, appreciate the support. Appreciate everything that you guys have helped us with this year. And we will see you next time.